No, we're not. <laughs> so, you see, um, I decided to have a little deviation just uh, because it's um, baptism today. So, I'm in Romans chapter 6. And I uh, want, to, want to talk a little bit, obviously, about uh, baptism. So, Romans chapter 6 from verse 1. I'm going to read the first 11 verses. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says... What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? When we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. If we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin. Once for all. Once for all. Did you get that? The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So that you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Um. There are many different views um, in the different denominations and and streams these days about baptism and and what it should look like and and how it should work and what age you should do these things. Um, We are very clear here, just for the sake of of those of you who might not know, we are very clear that um, we believe that baptism is for people who have come to faith. And um, we're not so much bothered about age as the reality of faith. And so uh, uh, we believe everybody who comes to faith actually should be baptized. That, you know, Jesus, who, who was the only person who ever lived who didn't need to be baptized, went for baptism to set an example for us, uh, uh, for, for us to follow. So for us, it's a natural part of the journey of faith that we come to faith, and as an expression of that faith, we come to baptism. But um, I want you to know that it's not just about um, a, a testimony. Hello? It is about a testimony because this morning Sean is testifying to a work of God in his life. He's testifying that he's met Jesus. He's testifying that his life has changed. And uh, there's a lot of stuff I'm going to talk about in a minute, the imagery of going through the waters that's, that's really important as a testimony. But there's also a spiritual dynamic involved in this. That it's not just about a testimony, but actually God does something when we're obedient. He does something through the waters of baptism. And Sean, I'm in faith this morning that you will come out of that water a different person. I'm in faith this morning that as you go into that water, you will meet with God in a new way and you'll come out different, stronger, yeah, uh, braver, <laughs> if that could be possible. <laughs> and uh, and a greater level of anointing on your life as you seek to serve him. And I'm believing God to do that this morning. In the Bible, uh, baptisms were, were actually quite common things. I mean, we, we, we understand that Jesus was baptized and there's one or two other occasions in the New Testament where baptisms happen. But um, John the Baptist was probably a good example of the Old Testament style of baptism. There were a lot of traveling preachers uh, and ministers who would call people to baptism. Uh, John was not unique in this. And when you went for baptism, you were basically saying, I have agreed with this message, and I'm submitting my life to this message. And I'm aligning myself with both the message and the person who brings the message. And so, in, in, in Bible thinking, the whole thing about baptism is, I have heard something, I have received it, I have responded to it, and now I am aligning myself with this message. So, John had a baptism of repentance, that was his message, repent, because the kingdom of God is near. And people came to get right with God, they came to repent, they came to align themselves with his message, to get right with God, and then to live a life that showed that they'd got themselves right with God. Yes? So it was quite a common thing, but quite a big thing for people to do that. And in, as we uh, look at baptism this morning, one of the things that we are remembering and celebrating 
is the power of the cross. That as we talk about life and death this morning, our backdrop is the cross of Jesus. Our backdrop is the sacrifice that pays the price of our sins. Our backdrop is that wonderful act of love and grace and faithfulness of God who comes to save us when we're unable to save ourselves. Jesus, of course, had no sin. And that's quite important because you can't pay for something you you know you, you can't pay for somebody else's crime if you did the crime as well do you see what i'm saying and for him to pay the price of our sin he had to be without sin if if you and i robbed a bank and we got caught and i said well i'll do your time I, i'm I, i'm actually as guilty as you so i actually deserve the time i can't do your time i'm busy doing my own time do you see what i'm saying but if if I'm innocent, if I'm not involved, if I have no sin, if I've not engaged in any of that, then actually I'm in a good place to pay the price of your sin. Jesus had no sin. He lived a perfect life. And in his death on the cross, he takes upon himself the sins of the world. And I love that phrase, once and for all. Because it only needed doing once. The power only needed breaking once. Death only needed breaking once. And it's broken. It's done. It's finished. And it's for all. It's for everybody. Everybody you know. Your families, your workmates. It's for everybody. It's for the people that you like and it's for the people that you don't like. (laughs) Isn't that awful? But God loves them. It's for all. Once and for all. And that is the backdrop that we're working with this morning. There's also for us... um, imagery contained in this uh, like uh, for instance with with uh, Moses leading the people out of Egypt and going through the seas and it says that as they went through as, as the Lord parted the sea and the uh, Hebrews were walking through on dry land it says they were baptized with the spray and um, if, if you were uh, Jewish and you were looking at, at uh, if you were a Jewish Christian and you were looking at baptism that would sit very much in your thinking that um, you know, that Moses brought the people out of captivity. He brought them into freedom. And that baptizing with the water is kind of symbolic of God doing something new, breaking the chains and bringing us out into life. So there's all sorts of wonderful imagery that we can look to as a backdrop. But the most important thing is the power of the cross. Paul says in those verses, Do you not know that all of us have been bapti- who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? that's a strange kind of expression uh, because we don't actually die we just go through the water thankfully Um, of course the best way to kill somebody in sin is to kill that sin in people is to kill them because if you're dead you can't sin no it's true dead people don't sin anymore they really don't Um, but what what Paul is talking about here is killing the nature of sin in us and being baptized into his death. When we go down into the water, it's symbolic of, of dying with Christ. But it's more than symbolic because the spiritual dynamic there is that we are saying and we are opening ourselves up to a work of the Spirit when we say that we want to be dead to sin, that we want that broken in us, that we want to receive Christ as fully as we can receive him and have the sin, in, have the sin kicked out of us. Hello? You know, the Bible talks about us being slaves to sin. Before we met Jesus, you know, some of you think you're good people. Some of you think you were good people before you met Jesus. I'm sorry to be the one to burst your bubble. Actually, I'm not sorry to be the one to burst your bubble. But actually, you're all horrible. Seriously. If we, if we examine our lives and our attitudes and our thinking and the things that we've done before we came to Christ, we were horrible people. We might have done some nice things. We might have said some nice things. We might even have thought some nice things. But listen, we were all sinners. The Bible is clear. You know, we are all sinners. And it's the grace of God that saves us. And you might have thought you were nice but you weren't (laughs) you might have thought you did nice things and maybe you did do some but actually you were pretty horrible you were a sinner so was I hello I I loved my mum I did a few things that were nice that were good but I was a horrible person because my agenda was entirely about me my life was entirely about me and so in that selfishness I became blinkered 
and I did things to please me and make my life better that actually damaged other people hello and you were the same you were the same until Jesus intervened and we are uh, you know in the death of Jesus he takes the he pays the price of our sin he takes the sins of the world on himself all of that dark stuff in our lives all of that sin all of that rubbish all of that rebellion uh, you know the, the stuff that we were slaved enslaved to gets all rolled up in one big heap and it gets dumped on Jesus and the price is paid in his sacrifice and we're baptized into that what does that mean? that actually in, in the work of the cross the power of sin is broken the chains of the slave are turned to dust and they cannot be put back on and what we celebrate as we go down into that water as we are going down into that death is we're saying that the, the sin in me is now dead because Jesus killed it the chains that held me are now broken because Jesus broke them and the idea is that we leave the sin at the bottom of the pool I had some friends who after my own baptism on occasions when they saw me straying a little bit used to say to me I thought you'd left that at the bottom of the pool that's not a bad phrase to use with people is it I thought you'd left that at the bottom of the pool and, uh, and I immediately would stop and think yeah that's where it's supposed to be <laughs> let's stop doing this do you understand what I'm saying you're with me Paul says we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin in other words because of the work of Jesus having put our faith in him sin no longer dictates to us now please don't think that that means that you don't sin anymore because I know you and we do we all do the thing now is that you actually have a choice before you didn't have a choice you were a slave to it it was your natural disposition it's, it's what you did but now because of the work of the cross because of you've, you have put your faith in Jesus you've got a choice because the power of sin is broken over you the power of sin is put to death and so you now have a choice and when Paul calls us to walk and, and live in a new life well, what he's saying is we should be walking now in sinlessness we should be leaving the sin behind we should be leaving the old life at the bottom of the pool because we've started a new life in Christ and sin whilst because we're human and because we are weak will not completely disappear I don't think until Jesus perfects us and I don't expect in my case at least that to happen until I get to heaven because I know what I'm like um, there should be a reduction there should be a, a, a fresh focus in life that takes us away from the sin and into the things of God yeah. do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. because the power of sin is broken we're not blinded by it anymore we're not held captive by it anymore and when we do mess up we can fix it because we, we can come to God and say listen I blew it, I messed up here and know that he will forgive us and know that he will cleanse us we used to be slaves to sin but now we should consider ourselves slaves of Christ so as we've been looking through James in our life groups you know one of the things that James says is so some, some of the versions kind of soften it a little bit and say you know I James a servant of Christ the, the word doulos actually does mean slave and actually if you think about it if you were a servant in the New Testament you were a slave because that's what servants were they were people who you owned who served you and James says I have become a doulos a slave of Christ in other words I've stopped being a slave to sin I've stopped, stopped letting sin dictate to me and I am now um, focused and driven and drawn by the word of God and his purposes and the things that he wants in my life that for us of course is a choice but we were slaves to sin and now willingly I become a slave to Christ willingly I become his servant why? because I appreciate what he's done for me because I understand what I was and I understand what I am now and so I have changed my life has changed 
Paul continues, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. And, you know, the, the thing that I think we really have to grab a hold of is that, um, you know, we, we're not called in one sense now hang with me here because <laughs> I don't want misquoting on this we're not called in one sense to battle against sin that's kind of not the point the point is to pursue Jesus that I am raised to life in him which he makes available to me which he opens up for me through that relationship and my objective is to pursue him and if, if that's what I'm doing if that's my focus and if that's my activity that's my aim in life there's not much room left for sin because I'm pursuing Jesus. So sin will will decrease naturally, will start to disappear quite naturally because I am consumed with Jesus. I'm following him and doing what he calls me to do, being the person that he calls me to be, being resurrected into a new life. Hello? (laughs) You know, I have... um, I've been a Christian 43 years now and and in that time I've met a lot of people who've told me they were a Christian and I've kind of struggled to believe it for all sorts of reasons and very often um, you know when when you ask the question people have an experience of God uh, where they come to God but that's kind of where it ends and they think that they're a Christian because they had an experience you know being a Christian means that you are somebody who has given their lives over to following Jesus and you ought to be able to see that in a person's life. You ought to be able to tell very quickly with a person whether that's what they're doing or not. There ought to be things that we can see, that we can measure, that say, this person is on a journey with Jesus, on a journey to God. Yes? Uh, and if you're not on that, if you're not there, I'm not sure that you can legitimately call yourself a Christian. Hello? Again, you know, in James, where we're looking with our life groups he there's that whole conversation about faith and deeds and he says i'll show you my faith by my works in other words you can see that i'm a man of faith you can see that i am a follower of jesus because of the things that i do not just the things that i say that my faith actually has legs it has hands it goes somewhere and it does something you know? And we're saved to a life like that. We're not, you know, I've said this many times, we're saved from something for something. We're not saved from our old life. We're not saved from our sin. We're not saved from the old me to just sit in some kind of vacuum where that you know, nice little experience that we had is contained until eternity turns up on our doorstep. But actually we're saved from sin to become something new, to live a new life that people would see Jesus in us by our actions, by the things that we say and the things that we do, that there is something measurable in us that says, this person is a follower of Jesus. That requires us really putting the old self to death. And when we talk about death in the waters of baptism, you know, my prayer for you today, Sean, is that you will leave the old self completely there. You know, because here's the thing. Dead people don't get offended. Dead people don't get embarrassed. Dead people are really not worried about what other people think about them because they're dead. Hello? Dead people are really not bothered about the reaction they get when they when they share about Jesus with other people because they're dead. Dead people are not offended. They're not embarrassed. They don't get upset because they're dead and all of this imagery speaks to us of a change in us that when the old man dies the new man gets a chance to live that as the old is put to death then it can give birth to the new you might not have experienced that at your baptism but you can experience that today it doesn't have to be a missed opportunity the opportunity is always there to bury the the dead (laughs) And to rise up to life, to pursue Jesus, to see things change. And that's what we're being called to in these verses. Paul says, We were buried, therefore, 
with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And the idea is that life is new, that life is different. And, you know, from my own experience, and I hope yours was at least something similar, that when I got saved, my life went from black and white into full glorious technicolor because my eyes were opened to the glory of a God who loved me and the wonders of his creation and the incredible and miraculous things that he was doing all around me. And I was so changed by my encounter with Jesus that when I got home, um, I, I was, it happened on a, on a weekend away, and um, when I got home on the Sunday, I got home, and I'd only been in the house, I mean, literally 15 minutes. I can't even remember speaking to my mom in that time. But even in those 15 minutes, my mom said to me, who are you and what have you done with my son? Because something had changed. And my mom, who didn't know Jesus, knew that something had changed because she knew me. She saw something was different. And even without a conversation or about, you know, how did your weekend go or what happened or anything else, she saw there was something different. I remember, and this is something that always sticks in my mind, and I'm sorry I'm talking about me, but it's easy to talk about me, <laughs> because I know what happened to me, you know? Me, me, me. But I remember, some of you will remember Vince Crook, who used to run a club just down the, the road here, and... Um, uh, when I when I met Vince, we had a, it was at some meeting somewhere or other, and, we, and he was telling me about his business. And some of us used to go down there and uh, do some music um, on a Monday night. You might remember, and um, had a really great time, you know, sharing faith with people. But one of the things Vince said to me once, we were just standing in his club having a drink at the bar, you know, and he said to me, Dave, he said, you know, I don't know what it is about you. He said, but you just sort of glow. I'd never had anybody say that to me before. I wasn't quite sure what he meant. But clearly, because clearly he was seeing Jesus in me. Clearly there is enough of me that has changed that he can see something that is different. Clearly God has done enough work in me that there is something that is observable, that is measurable, that says, here is a life that is different. Now I'm not making any claims to perfection, and you know that, because you know me, Okay. But that should be the case for all of us, that people see this new life. We are called to walk in newness of life. All of this happens that we might walk in newness of life. We get a fresh start. We get a new beginning. We get to leave all the rubbish of the past behind us. And we get to walk in a new life where we become world changers. Where we become the people who make the difference where we become the people who bring light in dark places, where we become the people who bring an encouraging word to the downtrodden, where we become the people who lift up the brokenhearted and help them to find some peace and some healing, where we become the people who feed the hungry and clothe the naked and give a drink to the thirsty, where we become the people who change the world because we have a new life, because there is something in us that is absolutely unstoppable, because we have the risen Jesus living in us and living through us to change the world and to bring people to a knowledge of him. And that's for all of us, every one of us. I can't imagine, (laughs) I can't imagine why when you see some people who are sick and struggling and in difficulty, why you would not want to be able to go and lay a hand on them and pray for them and see them healed? Why would you not want to do that? Hello? Why would you not want to feed the hungry? Why would you not want to do something good for the people around you and for your community and have something of the glory of Jesus shine out through it. Why would you not want to do that? Come on. Are you with me? I'm sorry, I'm really dry this morning. I don't know why. And Paul, in, in these verses in Romans 6, bundles all of this together in this wonderful thing called baptism. That as we go through those waters, that miserable, horrible, dark past gets laid to rest forever. What does the Bible say? As far as the east 
is from the west. So far have I removed your sin. It's gone forever. So that you can be set free to walk in that new life and change the world. And I love that phrase. I've already said it once and for all. Jesus only needed to die once because once he'd paid the price of sin, the price of sin was paid. It's paid for you who know Jesus. It's paid for those who don't know Jesus. It's paid for people who don't even know the name of Jesus. The price of sin is paid at the cross once and for all. It's a done deal forever for everyone. That has to be the best news you've ever heard. Doesn't it? All of that rubbish taken care of. Your sin is dealt with. The challenge then, of course, becomes one of faith. Because you can only walk into all of the goodness of this through faith. Sean has come to this place today because of faith. And a desire to be obedient to God and to serve God. And you know, as you read through the Gospels, many times you hear Jesus say things like, it's your faith that has healed you. It's your faith that has saved you. Because it is faith. Because all of this comes down to what do you believe about Jesus? Because what you believe about Jesus will determine how you respond to him and how you live the rest of your life. If you believe that he was a good teacher and and that's all he was, you'll think, well, okay, there are some nice things to learn here and it's a bit of an education and we'll, we'll try and apply a few things if we can. If you believe that he is the son of the living God, that he is the saviour, that he is the Lord, if you really believe that he is the Lord, then really there is no other reasonable response than to give the whole of your life to him and let him be Lord. To put your faith in him, to trust him. You know, in these 43 years of following Jesus, I want to tell you it's not been easy. I want to tell you there have been plenty of times when I've wanted to throw the towel in and give up because sometimes it's flipping hard work. I'm sure none of you have ever done it because you're far too holy and, you know. Yes. But sometimes it has. Sometimes I've really, but, you know, God has not let me. He just lets me see Jesus again and everything changes. And you press on through whatever it is that's, that's causing the pain. I have, in these years, been through all sorts of ups and downs, all sorts of trials and tribulations, but I've always had a place to live, and I've always had food on my table, and I've always known, even in the darkest moments, that God is with me, and he will not fail me. When we were doing all of the paperwork and the the proposals for this building, um, you know, to to county council one of the things that I wanted to find in that was for us what in business they call a USP a unique selling point in other words what is it that we do that the other things around us don't do I mean there's a community hall upon Washington Drive and it's a very nice community hall and it's very well run because Jim runs it There, there's, uh, there's other stuff you know there's if you want somewhere to meet there's several pubs um, there's cafes you know, there's all sorts of stuff going on. But what is it that we bring? I, I boiled it down to one word. What we bring is hope. Because what is missing from the world is hope. And we have a hope. Because we have Jesus. We have a hope. Because we know that Jesus is Lord. We have a hope and a future. We have our future because we have a hope. <laughs> Hello? That when we came to faith, something that God put in us that the rest of the world doesn't have was a hope and a faith that God will be God and He will keep His promises. I love the songs, songs that we sang today. It's a great song choice. Russ played all my favourites today. But I, I just love all of that. Jesus comes willingly to give himself for us 
that he triumphs over the grave that he triumphs over death and we get to live in the benefit of all of that and not only that but he's coming back for us and we get to live forever with him in heaven hello (laughs) how can you be having a bad day if you know all of that how can you be down in the mouth if you understand that for me, you know, it's the great leveler when things do get tough. And these last two or three weeks, some of you know, for all sorts of reasons, life has been very tough. And I have to take those moments when I just sit and remind myself. The God that I worship is the Lord of the universe. There's nobody like him. And, you know, people give their lives to all sorts of things these days and get let down. People give their lives to all sorts of things. They follow all sorts of stuff. And they get to the end of their lives and they're disappointed. Because it didn't work out. Because it's not what they thought it would be. Religious ideas, political ideas, all sorts of stuff. I want to tell you, if your faith is in Jesus, it's not going to be like that. If your hope is in him and you've been walking in this newness of life, you'll look back on a life which, whilst it might have been tough, has been fulfilling and has been world-changing. And you'll be ready to make that step into eternity, to spend eternity with him. I never met anybody who met Jesus who was disappointed with him. and the kids that we're getting ready to drown Sean (laughs) my old friend Pastor Barry some of you know Barry Um, one of his favourite strap lines particularly when he comes to pray is he always starts his prayers saying I'm coming to you again the God of fresh starts and new beginnings that really no the past is the past and we can't change the past we can't do anything about it but we're in a moment now where you can change the future we're in a moment now where you can change things forever And whether you've been a Christian a long time like me or whether you're new to it or whether you're not even there yet there's always the opportunity before you to come to Jesus and to put your faith in him and to trust him and have your life changed and to find that newness of life that we've just been looking at Let's just take a moment to pray and um, just close your eyes. Then you won't be distracted by Russ taking all of the gubbins out of the pool. (laughs) Let's close our eyes, come on, and let's just take a moment to reflect. Jesus, we want to thank you that you have changed our lives. We want to thank you that you, Lord, because you conquered death because you broke the power of sin because you reduced the chains to dust you have set us free I pray Lord that just in these couple of moments while we sit here with our eyes closed and focus on you I want to pray that you would pray that you would give us a fresh revelation of Jesus Lord, that we might see his face, that we might get a greater understanding of who he is. That wonderful Jesus would touch our lives afresh. I want to pray, Lord, for 
those of us who battle with questions and you know questions are good things they're not bad things but I want to pray Lord that this morning you would cut through some of those questions and help us to see that the answer is found in relationship with you I pray Lord that you would help us to take those steps to make that journey pray that you would help us Lord to come home to come home to our Father God that we would find the peace that we need that we would find the healing that we need that we would find that life that you came to give us and that as we do that Lord the praise would rise up in us that worship would rise up in us and that we would give you glory because you are the Lord you are the living God there is none beside you we give you thanks we give you praise and we bless your name Amen Amen so where did Sean go? has he run off? <laughs> okay. um, I actually have my um, Adidas swimming trunks on under my jeans so after I've, um, after I've baptized Sean I'm going to do a few lengths of the pool and um, <laughs> Adidas. Or what do you call it? Adidas. Yeah, you're just you're so common. <laughs> now, um, we've got... Uh, I, I, I videoed uh, some testimony from Sean. I've got to tell you, this guy can talk for England. And, um, and it's really hard to keep him on the point. So I, uh, I recorded about half an hour of video and we wound up with about two minutes of testimony. So... Um, We've got that on video, but listen, I want to encourage you um, to take the time to talk to Sean because he's made an incredible journey and uh, he's a lot of uh, great stories to tell about the power of God at work in his life. Don't, if you let him, he'll get into a travelogue, you know, he'll be telling, well, I was in Spain, then I was in Portugal, then I was back in Spain, then I was in England, then I went back to Spain and then I went to Gibraltar and then I, if you can get him off that track and into the things that happened when he was there, okay, <laughs> You'll hear some fantastic stories about the grace of God. Yeah, So take the time to do that. There's a little bit of video coming up. And then um, when we come to the baptism, we have the questions that we always ask. And when we get to the end of the questions, the final question that I will ask Sean before I baptize him is, what then is your faith? He will say, I hope, <laughs> Jesus is Lord. And we will all say, he is Lord indeed. Yes? Okay, it'll be up on the screen so that you don't forget. But here's the testimony, and then I'll see you in the pool in just a second. In surrendering to Christ at the time that I did, it was very much a feeling of, uh, of coming home, of just admitting that... <laughs> I'd been struggling and battling even though quite successfully in career and all other areas of my life were were going great I suppose in some respects but there was that and it's a term used so often um, there was just that hole and that gap that just couldn't be filled and I, I went out for a walk and I just uh, I felt God next to me I felt his presence and I just went well then Lord I surrender it all to you it's all yours um, I don't know what's going to happen um, as the saying goes you know I sign this blank piece of paper and it's up to you how you fill it in from there on in but it was completed for me when um, in fellowship I came together and said look I am committing my life to Christ um, fully um, and it was a relief it was <laughs> it was almost like I've done it now do you know what I mean he's ruined me there's no going back um, the toothpaste is out of the tube and the genie's out of the bowl and it is the truth um, it is the way and it is the life that's with Derby City Missions um, they have a project every year every city has one over the country and it's enabling homeless people to have somewhere warm to, to spend the night and have access to other support agencies so they can get help um, whether it's with their substance abuse whether it's with their home whatever the problem is those support agencies there to help I'll be starting with those guys on the 1st of December. Um, it's an area that I know so well, so it's something I'm going to be fairly familiar with. 
how they they structured themselves um, as an organisation will be new to me. Um, where that takes me, I really don't know. <laughs> it's the answer. Um, am I fearful of uh, fearful of the future? Not at all. Um, that's in God's hands. I'm just hungry for Him. Um, so the more He gives me to do, the happier I am. Okay. Winds up on Facebook, you're dead. <clears throat> the shorts are there, look, you see? And they've got they've got the three stripes down the side, so I'm all I'm fit for this. I'm ready. Can we get this light on? And um We need to get in the pool, mate. Ah, oh, it's not that's like bath water. That's all right, that. Um, so I'll need a, a mic holder and a words holder. Okay, so we did just... Do you want to come this side between us? Okay. Sean. Can you bring it there then? Then he doesn't have to face backwards. We can all see him. I'll just shout because I think it's going to be Do you repent of all your sins? Do you renounce the devil and all his works? Okay, there might be, if you want to pray, if you've got a prophetic word for Sean, just come while he stands here. Let's get a towel around him. And uh, if you want to come and pray, come and do that now. That's right now. is from 2 Samuel and it says in my distress I called to the Lord I called out to my God from his temple he heard my voice my cry came to his ears the earth trembled and quaked the foundations of the heavens shook they trembled because he was angry smoke rose from his nostrils consuming fire from his mouth burning coals blazed out of it he parted the heavens and came down There was a beautiful testimony, Sean, where you talked about being a, a blank check and offering yourself as a blank check to the Lord. And my prayer for you that the, the seal of the Spirit would be upon your life now, and that check would remain blank so that the Lord can continue to write on it throughout your life and could continue to change what he wants to write on it. And you would just continue to follow him wherever he leads you. And like that strong oak that you are, and you are a strong oak, uh, you would not break you would just stand firm and wherever you are led you will just follow Amen um, Sean I, I was um, thinking and praying for you this morning and just kept um, having the book of Isaiah uh, going across my head and um, I love Isaiah because he's a very real prophet 
and he's very real about his own sin and his own journey and he's not afraid to actually speak the word of God but um, I'm going to read these verses to you it was in the year that King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord he was sitting on a lofty throne and the train of his robe filled the temple attending him were mighty seraphim each having six wings with two wings they covered their faces with two they covered their feet and with two they flew they were calling out to one another holy 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 is the Lord of heaven's army the whole earth is filled with his glory their voices shook the temple to its foundations and the entire building was filled with smoke then I said and this is Isaiah speaking it's all over I am doomed for I am a sinful man I have filthy lips and I live among people with filthy lips yet I have seen the king the Lord of heaven's army then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs he touched my lips and and with it he said see this coal has touched your lips now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven then I heard the Lord asking whom shall I send as a messenger to this people whom will go for us I said and this is Isaiah speaking um, here I am send me he said yes go and say to this people listen carefully but do not understand watch closely but learn nothing harden the hearts of those people plug their ears and shut their eyes that way they will not see with their eyes they will not hear with their ears they will not understand with their hearts and turn to me for healing then I said Lord how long will this go on he replied until the towns are empty and it goes on and on and on but your testimony about um, repenting and coming to the Lord and saying this is a blank sheet Lord now you've seen the Lord clearly from your testimony you've seen uh, the glory of the Lord but I do believe and, and the theologians call this Isaiah's second coming or second calling so he starts on a journey but then he has a revelation of who God is the revelation of mighty God and even no matter what you're going to as your blank page said you will follow him and the Lord has heard your prayer and I believe that he's going to send you to a people who can't hear who can't see who don't understand and by the power of your testimony Sean they will see and they will understand and they will you will bring revelation just because of who you are in him and who is he is in you so my prayer for you Sean is that you would decrease and he would increase that the glory of the Lord would shine from you that the spirit of God would would just emanate from you like like Isaiah and and I do believe that the Lord is going to shake your foundations he's going to show you more of who he is and in doing that because you're not fearful of him because you're not fearful of of shouting out or speaking out or loving or loving on people he's going to show you more of his glory so be prepared Sean for the Lord sees you he hears your prayer he sees your heart Amen Thank you so much Oh Sean God's taking you on some journey and you need to hold on (laughs) and just trust him got this uh, verse this verse for you this chapter for you spiritual blessings all praise to god the father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us with every special blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with christ even before he made the world god loved us and chose us in christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes god decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through jesus christ This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us, who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time, it will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. So be blessed, Sean, as you continue to walk the walk with the Lord. Amen. Sean, as you go forward into your new life, I just feel that the Lord wants you to be anointed. This is anointing oil from Israel. 
in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I want to say these words over you, Sean. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Be blessed in your new life, Sean. I was debating whether to share this, but I've been listening to a new song um, by Carrie Job this weekend, and um, I felt to read the chorus and the tag to you, and it says, For this cause I live, for this cause I die, I surrender all for the cause of Christ. All I once held dear I will leave behind, for my joy is this, O the cause of Christ. And then it says, It is not fame that I desire, nor stature in my brother's eye. I pray it is said about my life that I lived more to build your name than mine. And I pray for you that you will be a man that is known for um, raising up the name of Christ. And that in your humility, um, that you will, um, that the name of Jesus will be famous. Amen. Sean, so, uh, to me. Sean, so um, whilst praying for you um, over this weekend, you know, um, me and Sarah have been praying and and we really had um, the word that there goes the man of God. There goes the man of God. And just um, Isaiah um, 53 talks about, you know, there was no beauty to draw people to him, no attractiveness to draw people to Christ. And I just um, really feel that the, the Lord wants to say to you that you are doing his work, that you are a man of God, that you're, you're explan- expanding the gospel, that you're sharing the gospel, and that you're taking ground for God yes. where you are. So, Father, we pray for this man. Why don't you lift a hand towards him as we pray? Lord, we thank you for this day and this... Uh, renewing of his commitment this uh, step of obedience and faith and we pray that you in your great power would fill him afresh with your Holy Spirit and your power that you would anoint him this day to the work that you've called him to that you would fill him Lord with every good thing that you would cause his gifts under the power and the unction of your spirit to rise up and to shine and that he would become everything that you are calling him to be and would achieve everything that you're calling him to do we pray that you would give him the power that he needs the strength that he needs the focus uh, that you would give him the wisdom that he needs and the sensitivity that he needs you would give him all of these things lord and uh, just cause him to be a great instrument for the kingdom of God and for the glory of Jesus in everything that he sets his hand to. We pray your blessing on him in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there's tea and coffee and all sorts of lovely things um, just through in the cafe if you'd like to make your way through. Please take all your stuff with you. And if some of our guys could just stack the chairs um, as we go, that'd be great. Thank you.